Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. With Danny, I'm Grant. This is The Fan. Commanders interviewing offensive coordinating candidates, including Pat Shermer today. We will get into that at 525. Also an update on Dan Snyder and a potential sale of the team. Why isn't Jeff Bezos in the mix yet? Is he going to be? And the number's a little lower than was expected. Still great. Still be a record. Over $6 billion. But will it get to the $7 billion that was originally surmised if Snyder does sell this team that he might be able to get. We'll get into those things coming up in about 20 minutes. Right now, our guy Jay Gruden, the former head coach here in Washington, joins us for his weekly appointment, 5 o'clock every Monday. Of course, we were out yesterday. He joins us on G&D. Jay, good to talk to you again. How are you? Did you say $6 billion? $6 billion, man. $6 plus. God. Good for Dan. I don't know if you mean that. <laughs> I mean, six billion. Yeah, unbelievable. It's going anyway, for more I'm than that, good, Jay. Man. It's beautiful down here. What? It's it's going to go for more than that. That's just that's to get your foot in the door. That's yeah, to get considered that's the serious. Introductory bids. They're saying it could get to seven. What do you buy it for? Uh, Eight hundred million. Seven. Yeah, I was going to say less, like <laughs> six hundred million or something like that. Oh my goodness sakes! That tells you he's a. Doesn't that tells you how good of a businessman Savvy, he is? Savvy, sharp, no, really sharp guy. Me. Amazing, amazing. I mean, he's going to make six billion dollars on this thing. Yeah, right around there. Oh well, congrats. That's what happens when shout, you run a shout out, my guy Dan. That's what happens when you run a company so run, well. Run an airtight ship like that. When when you run a team for when you run anything for thirty years and you run it really effectively, sometimes the good guys win too. You know what I mean? I mean, you guys got a good company. How much could you sell yours for? Uh, that's tens of dollars. Yeah, I think probably fourteen bucks. <laughs> I mean, the Grant and Danny show could go for what? What do you think? Uh, last time it was put on the market for sale, we didn't get any bids. So, oh, okay. didn't meet the reserve price on eBay. And we just came back bad, to work the next day. Bad, comp- bad comparison. Sorry. Yeah, that's all right. Uh, let's run through some of these games with you, Coach. Let's go through them in order. Uh, first game of the weekend: Niners destroyed the Seahawks. Kyle Shanahan's scheme with Brock Purdy. 
hard to slow down. 332-3. and three. My question on this game, how much of it is Purdy? How much of it is the 49ers offense? Well, it's a combination of a lot of things. They play good defense, number one. Um, Seattle played pretty well early. They took the lead early, and uh, Seattle didn't blink. I mean, uh, San Fran didn't blink, blink, and they have really good players, skilled players. Uh, really run the show over there. Debo Samuel's as good as anybody. He can play running back and receiver, obviously. Brandon Ayuk has really stepped up into a quality receiver, number one or number two receiver. So he's another good player. And obviously Christian McCaffrey is a game-changing back out of the backfield in the passing game. And obviously he can run between the tackles or get outside. And, and uh, they can hit you in a lot of different ways. Do you think if you took Purdy out of San Fran and you dropped him into another random team that needs a quarterback, he would be really good. I mean, this was the last pick in the draft, and people are blown away by him. Like, what would he be in Washington or somewhere else without Kyle and, and these weapons and, and the good fortune of always playing with the lead with that defense? Well, you put him with some good skill players. He could be obviously effective because he's proven that he's a pretty darn good quarterback. He's good at Iowa State. I mean, he played a lot of years there and very productive. I know he was a late-round pick because of his size and his arm strength and all that stuff, but um, you know, you, you have to surround a guy like that with very good weapons. I mean, Philadelphia's got some good weapons. Obviously, Miami's got some great weapons. He'd be good there. Um, you know, you put him at the Giants, and I don't think he'd be as effective. Uh, they don't have as many skilled players other than Saquon. That's why Daniel Jones has been so good the last couple weeks or last month because he could use his legs and hit you with his uh, athletic ability. Um, but it just depends on the system and the people around you. Jay Gruden with us here on Grant and Danny. You mentioned Seattle hung tough early. What did they do that maybe a better team might be able to do to San Francisco? Like, did they give a recipe for how to hang with those guys? Well, I think they attacked their corners. I think their corners are good. Ward's a good player, but I think you still have to take shots. And they made some big plays. DK Metcalf made a couple big plays, and that's where you have to hit them. I think it's very difficult to do the two-for-one run ratio against San Francisco that you guys really want to do at Washington. <laughs> you know, it's very hard to do that. You got to be able to take some shots down the field and hit some big plays, and they are susceptible to some big plays, and that's what Seattle did early. Jay, have you ever been on the Chargers' end of a game in terms of having a commanding lead? It seems like it's over, and despite every statistical measure going your way, you somehow you know found a way to lose. Have you ever been on like one of those one of the sides where it's just slipping away from you and you can't stop it? I I can't remember one like that. Um, usually we're behind a lot, I guess. <laughs> We've come back a few times. I remember we came back against Tampa, Tampa Bay. Yeah. Saved my job, I think. But uh, um, that you, was know, the, it's, you know it's, what it's that game was? Difficult. That was the Code Red game. That's man. the you like that Code Red game. Code Red. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very difficult to lose uh, twenty-seven nothing lead. That's for sure. Um, but you know, I think I think really what turned that game around was the third down, a short jet sweep they tried the Chargers. They could have gone up thirty to nothing at the half. Instead, they fumbled that thing, punted, and the Jag- Jaguars got a touchdown at the end of the half, which gave them hope going into halftime. And uh, you can't give a team like that hope because they have too many weapons as well. That's a great point. I had forgotten about that specific play. Jay Gruden with us here on Grant and Danny. Real quick before we move on from that game, I- I'm blown away by what Doug Peterson's done this year, and I, I liked him in Philly. I don't know if I properly respected him though offensively what's your take on Peterson and what he's done for Lawrence and just in general him as a coach having gone head-to-head with him in DC I was there a couple years ago and uh, they got a new quarterback they got number one quarterback in the draft they got three new receivers they got a new tight end and a new back and a new offensive guard and new center Um, so they've revamped that entire team offensively and defensively so you got to give Trent Baalke some credit for uh, revamping the team from a skill standpoint and from a physical standpoint, 
you know, Coach Marone didn't have much of a chance. He's a darn good football coach, but the personnel just didn't didn't make any sense. Uh, now they've got some good personnel and they got a good coach who's sound in what he does. He's very balanced. They can hit you with the run. ETM had 100 yards rushing, over 100 yards. Zay Jones is involved. Marvin Jones made some plays. Ingram made some plays. Um, and obviously the quarterback is, is, is going to be a top-tier quarterback in about three or four years here, if not now. Jay, what did we learn about the Bills in squeaking that game out against a third-string quarterback from the Dolphins? Well, I'll tell you about the Bills. The Bills are – I mean, Josh Allen is, is – is, he's a quarterback that you got to have. He's, he's, he's one of the best in the league, there's no doubt about it. But he, you're going to have to live with some of the mistakes. I mean, he had two interceptions and a costly fumble. Uh, they gave Miami uh, three scores, basically. So um, you're going to go as far as he goes, as far as his mistakes go take you I guess I'm trying to explain a little bit he's going to make some mistakes if you can overcome the mistakes uh, through 60 minutes Josh is going to make enough plays to help you win um, they're, they're going to have score 30 35 points to win games their pass rush is non-existent right now in Buffalo um, so so they they have to score a lot of points which means Josh is going to have the ball in his hands a lot and, and he's going to throw some errant balls it's going to cost them but at the end of the day he's a great player and uh, they're going to have to win like 35 31 every game Giants went to and beat Minnesota on the road. You mentioned Daniel Jones and how great he's been lately. This was the signature performance. Threw for 300 in a pair. Ran for 78 like he was Daniel Vick all over the place with design keepers. I know Minnesota's defense was dead last in a lot of categories this year and played awful, but should we take away from Jones? I mean, was he as good as the line, or was that more bad defense? What would you think? I think Daniel Jones played Really, really good. I mean, I think he made himself a lot of money in the last month of the season. I mean, he can run um, 17 carries for over 70 yards. Uh, you know, it's, it's very hard for offensive coordinators. You know, I think, think three or four or five coordinators got fired this year. Um, but when you can call a play and it's not there and your quarterback can get you the key first down with his legs, I don't know if you understand the importance of that and how important, I mean, how, how much that's worth. And I think Daniel Jones, he can throw the ball effective enough uh, but he can hit you with the design quarterback runs, and he can scramble when plays aren't there. You got to have that in this day of age in, in pro football, and he's he's proven to be one of those guys that can and give you that uh, give you that adversity or diversity, I should say. Jay, have you had a chance? And we're talking to Jay Gruden here on Grant and Danny. Have you had a chance to either see the all twenty-two or any kind of look at what was available for Cousins on fourth and eight? I want to get your thought on that play. I did see that play, and uh, obviously they tried to throw the high seven cut to uh, Justin Jefferson, but he was pretty much doubled. You know, they had safety over the top, and they had the corner running underneath them, and then uh, they matched up the tight end, Hawkinson, on that side. On the back side, they had a, a basic cross and a, and a post over the top, and, and really the defensive end on the left side, I think, I, I can't remember who it was, but he was bearing down on Kirk. Kirk felt the clock in his head. He knew he couldn't take a sack. And the only option he had, he couldn't really set his feet and launch it to, to Justin Jefferson like he did against Buffalo. Um, he wasn't open, so really he didn't have a lot of options other than trying to tuck it and run for the first down. I feel bad for Kirk in that situation. He's getting killed for that decision, but really that's the only option he had in my opinion. Let's go to this Ravens-Bengals game here, Jay. To me, if I'm prescribing Baltimore's best chance, I would have pretty much described the game exactly as it went. Right, We turn it into an AFC North kind of pushing contest, rock fight, sort of a war. Baltimore's going down with a chance to take a 24-17 lead in the fourth quarter, and it all comes crashing down. What would you make of that game? Yeah, typical AFC. Uh, I was in that conference for three yeah. years, and it's a bloodbath. I mean, it really is up front. It's a physical game. 
it's a grind to get five or ten yards. It's it, it's it's hard, and it's going to come down to a turnover, uh, and, and it did come down to a turnover again. Um, just unfortunate for Baltimore that they try to launch quarterback sneak from the one and a half yard line. That's usually inside the one yard line play. But uh, hats off to Cincinnati. I'm glad for them. I love Mike Brown. I'm glad they won and they're going to advance. But it's going to be tough for them uh, at Buffalo without the offensive linemen that they have, with, without the offensive linemen that are missing. Yeah, I was going to ask you about Cincinnati's perspective on this thing. How should they be feeling after that one? Obviously, you win a playoff game, you're happy, especially against a foe that knows you so well. But what do you think about them going forward? Yeah, I'm afraid for them because the offensive line is not very good right mm. now. And and I've been through that with the injuries that we have. You know, when you have Trent Williams and Brandon Sheriff and all these guys, you're like, oh, my God, we're awesome. We can run. We can drop back. But when you lose those guys and you're playing with Fred Jones and Billy Bolitnikoff, and it's a little more difficult to drop back and throw and to run the ball. And I think that's where Cincinnati's at right now with the offensive lineman that they have. They're not very good up front. The good thing is Buffalo's not very good on a defensive front right now without Von Miller and some of the pass rushers that they're missing. So um, moving forward, I'm concerned about Cincinnati uh, with their offensive line, but I think they can do it because Joe Burrow's such a – I mean, he, he's, he's a gamer. He's a tough kid. He can handle it. Hey, on the Ravens in that game without Jackson, how do you think that situation's going to end? And, and what? let's say you're the head coach. What would you be thinking, saying, advocating for – it's obvious that there are people in that organization who don't think uh, he had to miss the game based on health, right? Sammy Watkins and J.K. Dobbins have made comments. The coaching staff, including Harbaugh at the podium, has made some weird uh, comments as well as hasn't said anything to defend him while he's under fire. Like, What do you think about all that? You know, it's, it's, I don't understand it, really. I mean, you look at – if I'm the head coach and I am 25 and 6 with – with Lamar Jackson and two and 10 without him, I'd like to think that I'd want to have Lamar Jackson playing and I'd like to pay Lamar Jackson. That's just my thought. I, I know how important it is for the quarterback to play, especially a good one like Lamar. I mean, Lamar has his issues throwing the ball, obviously, but I promise you this, when he walks out on the field, you have a much better chance to win with Lamar than without Lamar. And uh, they, they, in my opinion, they should take care of Lamar. This should not be an issue. It should have been a done deal before the season, but, now moving forward, if he's not going to be there, who are they going to get? You know, are they going to play with Huntley uh, next year? So they got a lot of issues moving forward in Baltimore. I would think they got to try to take care of Lamar. Jay, if you're watching the Tampa Bay Buccaneers play offense here, not only this past game against Dallas, but kind of all year long, they struggled a lot and, and pretty frequently. How much of that is Tom Brady? How much of that is sort of scheme design? And how much of that is maybe surrounding and supporting cast? That's a great question because Tom Brady, uh, I mentioned this earlier, that uh, when Tom Brady was at practice, we practiced against him. He ran the whole show. He did the walkthroughs. He called the plays. He did it all. And uh, people are kind of pointing this thing at Leftwich. I don't know if Leftwich is running a show or Brady's running a show. So it's very hard to tell for me or maybe they're button heads. I do not know. But that is a unique situation because I know if I were coaching Tom Brady, I'd be like, hey, what do you like here? Do you want this? Do you like this? And, and we'd communicate. I don't know if that's the case there in Tampa Bay. Maybe they butted heads, and, and uh, uh, it just so happened that Leftwich got fired. But that's a unique situation, and Leftwich did a great job early. But the last this past year, they were they were dreadful on offense. They were terrible. They couldn't run the ball. Their passing game was terrible, and uh, they squeaked into the playoffs and obviously got blown out last night. What did you think of Dak's brilliance? Where did that come from? Well, Dak's got the talent to do that. You know, I think if you keep a guy. It, it all comes down to the score. You know, they jumped out early on them uh, six to nothing because they missed the extra point. 
Then you have the running game, the play action, and things that Dak is comfortable with. He can throw the quick game. He can run the bootlegs, uh, the nakeds, all that stuff. He's very good at that. Now when he gets down, he has to force to throw it down the field like he was last uh, week against Washington. They got down, they had to throw the ball, and he's trying to hit steam ball. I mean, he, he struggles a little bit, but like most quarterbacks do. But when they're multidimensional with the run, the play pass, and the nakeds and bootlegs, Dak Prescott's damn good, and uh, he proved that last night. Any of these teams that kind of eked by or, or got away with it here in, in the first round that you'd like to maybe pull an upset, thinking in round two, like Jacksonville, Kansas City, the Giants on the road in Philly, maybe Cincy and Buffalo. Any any of those teams you say, you know what, I think these guys are going to do it. I would say Cincy more than anybody, even though their line's messed up. I just don't think Buffalo brings a lot of heat. I think that uh, their defense is good enough and they're active enough where they can get some uh, turnovers possibly. Um, and I love Joe Burrow. I mean, uh, if I'm going to take a quarterback to win a game, I'm going to take Joe Burrow over those other guys. Um, I think Kansas City's going to be too tough for Jacksonville. I think Philadelphia's going to run through the Giants. Um, they're just too good. And, and Hurts will be better and they're going to be healthy and, and they're, they're going to play well. So I'd, I'd give it a great chance for uh, Cincinnati. I think Cincinnati-Kansas City rematch would be awesome to watch. Let's say you're a play caller in an OC in this league. Yeah. <clears throat> Who would you rather be advocating to go get, Lamar Jackson or Tom Brady? Oh, my God. Oh, we got a one-year contract or am I, I got a 10-year contract? That's a good question. Let's say you, 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 uh, let's say you got two years left on your deal. You know, I'd probably take Lamar. You know, I think uh, mobile quarterbacks this day and age are critical to success. You know, if you got Tom Brady, you got to have a great offensive line. You got to have a great skill set around you, and it's it's very difficult to drop back and throw it. He, I mean, Tom's a great quarterback. Now, twenty years ago, I take Tom Brady. Ten years ago, I take Tom Brady. Five years ago, probably. But right now, I think Lamar would be more effective. I would love to have Lamar some of the zone reads and some of the design quarterback runs and the play passes. I think it'd be fun to coach Lamar. Plus, he went to Louisville, and I went to Louisville. You know what I mean? A little connection sense. there, yeah. Yeah, you guys could talk about like. Uh... The, the best food places on campus or something. <laughs> if The brown bag. The brown bag? Is that the name that of it? That sounds silly. Uh, no, that was that was in Louisville. Yeah, that's, that's where we used to go. I'll yeah, bet was, you uh, had a, uh, a good meal or two at 2.30 in the morning there. Yeah, we had spin the wheel night where you and it would land on a dollar for a pitcher. We love that. That's not bad. If you're a team that lost in this round, like – I, I'm thinking mostly of the Chargers here as an example. The Dolphins have a nice excuse, but the Chargers really don't. What's what's your next couple of weeks look like? Oh, you know what? It, it, it's difficult. You know, I was in the playoffs only once, and we lost to Green Bay, obviously. And it, it, it's terrible because you get a taste of the success and the, the momentum that you built to get to the playoffs. It's so hard to get there. And then you get knocked out in the first round. And then it's like, you know, everybody's miserable, you know, so it's a very difficult time. I think, I think uh, coaches should be rewarded for making the playoffs, not fired. Um, unfortunately, a lot of coaches are getting fired now for making the playoffs, but uh, it's a tough situation, but moving forward, you got to figure out what's best for your team. I mean, how do you address your coaching staff? Number one, your players, your free agents, um, your injuries, and then moving forward the draft. So it, it, it's tough. It's a long grind. It's a 365 day a year grind coaching the NFL. The commanders are in the middle of interviewing a bunch of coordinating candidates. Today they're talking to Pat Shermer, whose offenses wow. have struggled uh, over the last, well, ever, I would say. But he's been a coordinator for four different stints and a head coach a couple times. What Can you tell us what those interviews are like? like if you're interviewing a, a OC or a coordinator, if you're Ron Rivera, can you just take us behind the scenes? Like, What actually is that like? 
I think first of all, you get you get to know his history and people that know him and, and have worked with him. That's the most important thing and the kind of recommendations. If you don't know him, if you're going in blind and let's say I don't know you and I'm going to interview you, I got to know people that know you so can talk highly of you. And and then you know about his system. You you got to watch some film on what he's done in the last two one or two stops. I mean, what's he done? You know, why did he get fired or or what happened? Um, what kind of players did he have? What's his philosophy? on football. So you got to figure all that stuff out. Then you get them on the board, you get to know them a little bit. The issue is you don't really know um, until you get them in front of players and handling adversity and what you're going to call on a first third and three or, you know what I mean? What are you going to do a four minute drill or two minute drill? Um, it's hard to get all that information in, in a three or four hour interview. Uh, so it's a lot of it is recommendations from other coaches that you know and trust. And a lot of it is uh, just a feel for the guy that you interview. Jay, always great to talk to you, man. We'll talk soon. All right. Thank you, guys. Appreciate you, bud. Jay Gruden. The brown bag sounds like a place I would hang out at. The brown bag sounds awesome. Huh? That sounds awesome. We got it. Next time, I was about to say, we got to ask Lamar about that as if we ever talked to yeah, him. Next time we chat with Lamar <laughs> right. about the goings on. As hey, if, I know you got a contract <laughs> thing going, but hey, man, what's up with the brown bag? You know, weekly Grant and Danny regular Lamar Jackson. Next time we, we talk to Lamar, Lamar about that. What does that even mean? I mean, I will, if I ever meet him. Yes. If I go to the Ravens facility for a practice and he's sitting at his locker, I will walk up to him and say, hey, man, you ever go to the brown bag, man? Now, why, if you're going up to him in the locker room, are you doing a Jay Gruden impression? Because I think it would be funnier if Jay Gruden's asking about the brown And I would say, we used to go there all the time, man, play a little spin the bottle. Bottle would land on a pitcher, man. I don't know. I, mean, I would just see, see if he likes the brown you bag. Imagine how confused he'd be. He's like, is this guy doing an impression? Like, of- who is this guy? I don't know him, and he's doing a Gruden impression? I just become Jay Gruden. <laughs> just more than Jay Gruden. Shuck and job. We both went to Louisville. How would you feel about a Pat Shermer hiring? And are you prepared for, frankly, a possible unexciting retread offensive coordinator type to get this job? Want to hear your thoughts on that at 800-636-1067 on the MGM National Harbor Listener Lines. We got that coming your way next. Plus, an update on what's going on with Dan Snyder and a potential sale of your beloved commanders. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, 
Phoenix, and Rhode Island. Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.